Hello, Internet. You're listening to Genius Cast with Scott and Mike. I'm Scott. He's Mike. Mike, how you doing? I'm doing great. I'm excited to talk about my new second favorite Korean reality television show. Society Game. So uh, for those who don't know, the Genius creators have a brand new uh, reality game show that's uh, that's dropping, or already dropped, but just in Korean, because they're very selfish over there, and they don't do the show organically in English for us. I'm offended. I don't know about you, but clearly that's just wrong. So, uh, you, you might have heard something about it if you're a Genius fan, whether it's because you still have bum diddly tweets set to notification or because you watched the TVN festival live streaming panel. Uh, who am I kidding? No one does those things. I did because I'm a weirdo, but I learned enough for us to do hopefully a fun and brief society game preview to give you the lay of the land and to get you excited for when we get an actual audio translation with subtitles. And then if there's time and if we feel like it, we'll talk about survivor and Australian survivor and big brother and big brother OTT and whatever else. But uh, we're going to start with uh, the society game today. Yeah. American and Australian reality TV. Who watches that? That's crazy. All right. So uh, before we get started, you can follow me on Twitter. I'm at Scott does magic. And I'm at Michael Botta. We'll be talking about this show. I'm sure as translated episodes come out and we'll still be talking about survivor and potentially big brother and Australian survivor. I, I just got kicked out of my survivor uh, elimination pool. Thanks very much, David, for playing your idol, you jerk. Um, but we're still watching and talking about them. Yeah. And it's not a guarantee. We haven't, we haven't locked in yet that we're going to be podcasting every episode of society game. It might not be that good. So we reserve the right to hype it and build it up and then leave you hanging. That's right. It's a free podcast. Tough. <laughs> right. Uh, on that note, actually, I've been getting emails from the, the platform we use to publish the podcast asking us to apply for uh, for advertisements. So, Yeah, for all 11 of you who listen to this show, get ready because I'm sure you'll be hearing ads for on it. No, probably not. I don't. <laughs> Maybe one day in the future. We're probably not happening right now. You should buy gold. That's right. right. Straight, straight from Mike Huckabee to you. Yeah. Uh, all right, so the Society Game, and the Society Game is uh, different from the Genius. The first difference is somehow they have enough notable people in South Korea that we don't have any duplicate people from the Genius playing Society Game, which is weird considering South Korea has way fewer people than the U.S., and all of our celebrity reality shows have Stephen Baldwin. That's right, that's right, and who is the mole in my heart always. Um I was surprised by that, if only for continuity's sake. Like, the Genius did great ratings. It's their sort of star reality show, and there's no overlap. Instead, they've been using Genius uh, players in the advertising, and they sort of film them watching the show and talking about how great it is and how much they love it, but no one's on. Uh, I know Sangman's busy with his own show, which I once tried to watch an episode of, and I did not like it, despite the fact that Sangman's on it. But I was a little surprised that there's no one. Like, Hyunmin's busy? What's Hyunmin doing right now? Dr. Yoonsung, is he actually a doctor and he couldn't be on this show? Come on, guys. Ridiculous. All good questions. So uh, we'll start with the rules of Society Game. It is only 22 players. So um, 22 players, it's uh, three or four times the size of the cast of Australian Survivor. (laughs) I was going to say, eat your heart out, Australia. Yeah. You can do a reality show with less than 87 contestants on one season. Well, look, Australian Survivor, I could not tell the contestants apart. It took me a long time. It took until, um, spoiler alert, it took until Jenna Louise was eliminated that I finally knew every single person who was left. And I didn't have to confuse her and Elle anymore. Which was like last week. 
Yeah. And I agree with you. <laughs> and meanwhile, this is 22 new people and they're all Korean, which, you know, the, the, the you know, the thing about all of a certain type of people look alike, but our brain, human brains are programmed to have, to do the best at identifying people who look like ourselves and do the worst at identifying people who do not look like ourselves. Um, so if you, uh, are raised in a, in a society where there's a, there's a Korean minority, then it is especially difficult to tell apart everyone. Um, it's true. I, it somehow we, we all figured it out for the genius. It took a little while. It took a while though. Yeah. It was the same thing. It t- I mean, it took me till spoiler alert. It took me till late in season one to be able to identify like who all the women were. I don't think I knew who Kyung um, Ran was definitively until Yoonji was out. So yeah. I was just like, and then there's that one other female character who I don't know who she is, and that's that's Kyung Ran. I, I think that editing will be different for the show because it's already been filmed. At least that's how I understand it. Yeah. So, well, they filmed it over two weeks, the whole thing in two weeks. Yeah. So as opposed to the genius, which sort of just gives you a few week lag time and they're sort of editing live. This one has more time to develop characters and to let you know who you're going to need to know for the long run survivor style. So I'm, I'm expecting it to be slightly easier than it is with the genius. Yeah. We learned when we interviewed uh, two of the players from the genius season three that they filmed they had one day a week that everyone would just come to the studio and film. Yeah, and they were pretty much ahead by something like four episodes, like four weeks ahead of what was on TV. Yeah, something like that. So, um, yeah. Anyway, I'd say let's dive into the rules and we can talk about this a bit and then we'll walk through the contestants. We don't have too much to say about the contestants yet because we don't know these people. We are not. No, but we will be making fun. That's right. We have pictures and descriptions. So... In, in terms of the rules, Scott, I don't know what you have in front of you, but I can give a, a bit of context here. Well, we've got two teams of 11, uh, and the teams function differently. In one team, there is a leader who is in charge of the team until they're deposed. The other team elects a new leader every episode. The teams compete in challenges every week, and the losing team eliminates a player. The team that, that chooses a leader by popular vote chooses the – I think either way, the, the, the leader chooses who's eliminated, Correct. That's right. And if you're in the uh, – so it's the South Complex. The orange team is the one where there has to be a revolt for the leader to get taken over. And there, there are only two people. So the leader gets to appoint the two people who have the potential to dethrone him or her. So one of those two has to be motivated in some form or fashion to do the deposition. Uh, and then the leader is in charge of both voting people off if they lose the challenge and in charge of splitting up the prize money for every competition. Okay. So, so definitely an, an alliance heavy game, right? It's about having the numbers and maintaining those numbers over time in a way that's probably a little bit different from the genius where you could, you know, reorient your teams on the basis of each week's game. Uh, yeah, my but if we know the production team and if we know, you know, Korean society from, from watching the genius, uh, we know the production team is going to motivate people to flip on each other. And we know that within Korean society, um, I, I'm certain there's going to be a, a compulsion against forming a dominating alliance and sticking with it and eliminating people with no chance to get their footing. True. And I'm expecting swaps. It seems like it's relatively arbitrary how people get put on the teams. They, they have some element of choice when it gets started. Um, so I'd expect there to be swaps. Uh, we also see that this game has a much stronger uh, bribery and payoff element to it than even the genius does with the garnets in terms of there's actual money being allotted to different individuals. Mm-hmm. So it'll be interesting to watch that play out. I already like it as the negotiation guy. It, it sounds exciting. Like There's lots of opportunity to win people over with monetary and non-monetary benefits. Mm-hmm. So plenty of room for gameplay here. All right. 
Um, and you can hear I'm getting, I have a fax coming in. So maybe it's uh, my invitation to play the English version of the, the genius. All right. I've heard a fax machine since 1994. So congratulations. I didn't say beeper. <laughs> I mean, I, I work, I have contracts coming in occasionally from clients. So I'm surprised people fax those. I, Me too. I, unless you're a doctor, I'm surprised. Um, anyway, so that, that's the rough structure of the game, right? We've got two different teams that have different rules about how they function. Uh, people are largely going to self-select themselves onto those teams in the first episode. And then each week or each episode, they're going to have a daily challenge to play, which is worth about 10 million won, which the translation still, you know, from won to USD means it's about $10,000. Uh, per day, uh, and then the winning team leader gets to decide how that gets distributed across the team. Uh, they've said that the challenges are going to require three different types of skills, which this is probably a weird translation thing, but strength, that one makes sense, intelligence, that one also makes sense, and then sensory skills as the third one, which just reminds me of Dong Min handling uh, fake poker chips. But we'll see how that works out. Um, and then essentially this will go down to the point where we get to uh, there will be three people from each team left at the end who are going to compete in the final round, which will be for about 150,000 USD or 150 million won. Uh, and it looks and, like there's going to be more than one winner, right? Yeah, it seems like there will be a winning team, so like three yeah. winners ultimately when it comes down to it. Uh, and, and much like the final few seasons of The Genius, this show is not equally cast in terms of gender. Uh, each team has 11 people on it, and there's seven men and four women per team. So for whatever reason, the way... Korean culture runs this is that they have fewer women than men on these shows. All right. So um, we are going to run through the contestants and uh, we have two sources for this. There's a video subtitled by bum diddly umptious that gives each contestant a few seconds. And then there's also the list uh, bum D has on the Tumblr, um, which has the photo with a name and a description. So Yeah, and, and keep in mind, we are not Korean and know nothing about these people. Uh, it'll be fun to come back and listen to this after the show is over to figure out what we figured out and what we didn't. You know what's going to happen think- is whoever whoever we, we make fun of the most is going to turn out to be the one who speaks English fluently who we'll try to get an interview with later. So Can't wait. Can't wait. Uh, we can roughly get a sense of how famous they are from their job and from their descriptions, but we'll see what that translates to on the show, especially something with elections and power. Much like it played out in The Genius, I could see that mattering, so it'll be an interesting sort of early benchmark for who we expect to have power and use it. All right, so let's start with uh, the, I guess, Jang Dongmin of the cast. This is Yang Sangok. He's a 34-year-old comedian, and his description is, commands attention with a cool head and quick, decisive actions. Yeah, and again, that's pretty much all we know about him. Uh, We know he's relatively famous because he's a TV comedian, and that's actually sort of a a tough-to-come-by job in Korea. You sort of get drafted in, and you're a part of the team. He's one of them. Uh, From some minor Googling we did, it turns out he's known as sort of being... uh, He plays a lot of dumb characters who don't get it. He's sort of... He's not the straight man in most situations, put it that way. Um, So it'll be interesting to see what his reputation is and if that helps him as sort of being seen as a dummy or if it hurts him. But he'll definitely be pretty well-known among the other contestants. It says he's Farming Village's top brain has farming muscles, and his secret to success is social skills. He's also, at 34, I believe, the oldest in the cast. Yeah, so Big Brother style. They're skewing young. Yeah, all right. So uh, next up we have Park Hyel, who's a 24-year-old Korea University student. Let me uh, let me find Park Hyel here on this 
other list. Shouldn't be hard. The women are, um, you know, there's so few of them. So it says a uh, strong survival instinct hidden behind an innocent face, the determined spirit with unexpected charms. Yeah, she's she's 24. We don't know very much about her other than that. She's a student. And of course, uh, I have no idea where Korea University falls in the spectrum of good or bad Korean schools. Let's assume she's got something compelling that led to her being on the show. So we'll see. She has strength behind innocent face. She is type that is friendly with everyone, and she is a Taekwondo fourth Dan. Well, that's cool. So she'll be great in strength challenges, kick the heck out of people, but we'll see. Who's Survivor's fourth Dan? Dan K? Dan Foley? Mm-hmm. What's, what's mm-hmm. the... We can only hope. Right, Dan Lembo, maybe? Could it be Lembo? <laughs> oh, man. My favorite. So we've got uh, Oliver Jang, who is a 26-year-old model. He's giving the blue steel look in his picture. The sexy-brained man with the power to draw people in. <laughs> He's also one of our likely English speakers because he went to Hopkins and yeah. studied public health. Although, so according, can... to, uh, uh, not sure because according to Bumdi, he went to John Hopkins University, uh, which may be in Korea. I'm, John I Hopkins don't know is him. in. I don't know Mr. Hopkins, <laughs> Mr. Hopkins very well, but hopefully it's a good university. Well, he is a model. Um, he has a goal of lasting one week, according to the video. Uh, that usually doesn't work out well when people say that. And his secret weapon is tricks. So illusions, Scott. Illusions. Uh, yeah. Uh, actually, uh, Dom and Colin were talking about that with uh, Matt from Australian Survivor about like mentalist versus magician. And uh, it's it's always say you can always call someone a magician even if they call themselves a mentalist because if they insist that they are a mentalist and not a magician then you know immediately you don't ever have to talk to them again they are not a serious person. Uh, whenever I hear him talk about that, I think about Comedy Bang Bang the podcast because uh, Nick Kroll plays a character who's an Australian uh, actor who used to play a, a mentalist character on his TV show. So Matt's pronunciation just makes me think he's Nick Kroll in disguise doing Comedy Bang Bang. But anyway, uh, the mentalist, I'm rooting for him on Australian Survivor. We'll see how that goes. Yeah, um, I, I guess I'm pretty indifferent to him. I mean, he's he's better than Yunkil, so. Uh, mm-hmm. the, the best ever magician on a reality TV show from the Asia Pacific that we are aware of. Yeah. Um, uh, actually, they're doing FISM, the International Championships of Magic in South Korea, uh, I think next year. Hey, oh. and, or 2018. Something. Then whatever the next FISM is, it's going to be in South Korea. So uh, I'm sure Yunkil will uh, still not be invited. We'll find out. We'll see. Not bad. Yeah. Uh, so now we've got Yang Jian, who is a 29-year-old party planner, a femme fatale with a thirst for victory, the queen of social skills. All right. Yeah, that's lovely. I she, know nothing <laughs> else about her. Here's, here's, uh, here's an interesting fact about her. Uh, she went to Yonsei University Clothing and Textiles, where apparently this clothing and textile school, she is a journalism graduate. So, One of a few different Yonsei University folks on the cast, so she's not alone. That might yeah, be... but what, what's clothing? Uh, how does clothing and textiles relate to journalism? Yeah, like a dual degree. I, I mean, we have there, – there's a – Oh, I see. Maybe that's what school. it is. Yeah, yeah there, there's one in New York, FIT, Fashion Institute of Technology, so it, probably something similar. All right, and uh, she is, she has a difficulty listed on the video. Her difficulty is, do you see it? No, I didn't. I didn't watch the video. Insomnia. 
well, that'll be tough. I, I think they're sleeping outside, and it was like an extremely hot summer when they filmed this. So good luck. That could be rough. Yeah. All right. Uh, so now we've got uh, Kim Hee-jun, who's 32. He looks like Kyung Hoon in the video. So, uh, yeah, in this picture. He's the most Kyung Hoon-looking guy. So, I, except we've got a discrepancy. It says here he's 30, and the other thing said 32. We'll say he's 31, even Don't though worry. we're pretty sure he's not 31 because nothing Don't says 31. The CEO who conquered the private education world with his political ability and eloquence. He's, he's another of our English speakers. Oh, <laughs> University of Illinois. <laughs> there you go. You, you gotta reach out. I don't know why they recruit from U Illinois at Urbana so much. That doesn't I just want to say Kim Hee-jun is my favorite. He is the greatest. Uh, he's really awesome. Uh, call us. Yeah, so obviously we'll want to talk to him. We can get uh, one of our former guests to hook it up, given their, <laughs> given their educational pedigree. But yeah, we'd be we'd be three for three getting U of I students onto uh, <laughs> to the podcast. Wow, sports management graduate. Is, is there something to that? Like, do lots of Koreans go to U of I? I United guess States? I don't know. We'll find out. Interesting to know. Um, yeah. Anyway, he's an English company CEO in Korea, relatively young, thirty years old. But evidently, he has already conquered the world of private education. So good for him. Great speaker and political ability. Oh, and it said, wait, it says here's something. Uh, reason for applying, Kim Yoo-hyun. All right, so Dennis, uh, Dennis hooked him up, I guess. There you go. Makes sense. I'll reach out to Dennis, see what we can do. That's cool. Yeah, Dennis with the hookups. He can't get me on uh, The Genius, though. I asked him about that. We have uh, Park Seo-hyun, who is a 22-year-old. She is a student at Yonsei University. Sociability queen. Oh, God. Her tagline is the, probably the most sexist of all the taglines. The cute and reckless, sexy-brained woman. I don't know, I don't know what to make of that. But what she, is sexy, What's the sexy-brained thing? I don't know. I don't know. It's, maybe it's a quirk of the translation, but it's odd. Uh, she's another Yonsei University person. She studied music composition, and she's on the younger side. She's 22. All right. Um. Her role model is Hong Jin Ho, also it says. So. Not bad. And she is she lists herself as okay at everything non-physical. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, don't worry about learning who she is. She'll be gone pretty quick. Yeah, not, not a high standard for herself. Right. All right. Uh, next up. Oh, here she is in the video talking about Jin Ho. All right. Next up is Yoon Macho, who is a Maxim editor. Pure macho speaking for men, and he wants to preserve uh, honor. Yeah, I do not think macho is his real name. Just a guess. But we'll Pure see. macho man who professes to speak for Korean men. So uh, I'm looking forward to the leaked tape between him and Billy Bush. That's right. That's right. He'll be on the bus. Uh, he's got a very safari-esque hat on in his uh, cast photo with sunglasses on the brim. So he'll be prepared for the sun. That's good. Good job, macho Yoon. Uh, and he's got a hand tattoo, which looks like it would have been painful. So I don't, that's all I know about him. 30 years old. Douche chills. <laughs> that's right. He's on, he's on the older end of the spectrum, giving off some serious douche chills. We'll see how it goes. Yeah. Uh, and the, he's got the, the, uh, sunglass, like the orange sunglass lenses and he's got like the little wispy mustache. It's not, a, not good. Not a good. No, look. he's got like the, like the 14 year old mustache. Yeah. All right. Uh, so moving on to 21-year-old Che Jiwon, who is the girl who looks like Wendy from Wendy's. Yeah, interesting interesting look that she's going with there. 
Yep, um, lots of leadership experience. She's 21, so I don't think that's true. She, she uh, went to a new school that I'm not aware of, post-tech, industrial and management systems engineering student, so good for her. It sounds great. Thankful to team leader who let me enter this during internship. <laughs> okay. yeah, well, good for that team leader. She got a nice two-week uh, opportunity to be a star on TVN. Yeah, actually, that's pretty reasonable, two weeks. I mean, uh, Survivor is 39 days plus the pre- and post-time. Yeah, or 800 if you're on Australian Survivor. It's three years. Yeah, what is it, 55 days? Oh, God. Something like that, yeah. yeah. And you're not even on the jury unless you make it past day, like, 47, so. <laughs> che is, uh, che Jiwon is uh, post-text IU, the strong maknae who says what's on her mind. What's maknae? I, I remember it from The Genius, but I'm not sure anymore. I don't remember maknae. Uh, I remember it came up a couple of times. I assume it's something about her precociousness, but we'll go from there. Oh, it refers to the youngest person of a family or group. Okay, oh. so she's the... So she's she's one of our mock names. I think there's a 20-year-old, so she's definitely close to the youngest. Uh, I don't know if she's the absolute youngest. Sure. See, scrolling through. Yeah, no, she is. She's the youngest. Okay, makes sense. All right. So next up, we have Lee Haisung, who's a 25-year-old student, a high flyer who chases victory with quick judgment and incredible speaking skills. Not bad. He's 25. Looks like Hyunmin. He's got the Hyunmin hair. Yep. He went to Seoul National University and he's studying management. So we'll he's, see. Uh, he has young blood, uh, has perception to turn the game, and his <laughs> oh no weakness. <laughs> he's <laughs> oh man! I think Donald Trump wrote this weakness, <laughs> awful stamina. <laughs> <laughs> he's low. He's low energy. Uh-oh, but wait. Trump does praise him for being a fighter who never gives up. There so, you go. Yeah. Get ready for the, the – oh, I was going to make a fainting video joke. Hopefully nobody faints. Everyone stay on your feet. It's important. All right. So those are all the brain people. Now we're on to the physical people. We have Quan Asol, who is a Road FC champion. Yeah. So Road FC is the biggest MMA promotion in Korea. Took over after Spirit FC went under. And it's also – it's broadcast on another uh, CNJ television station, which is the network that owns TVN. So this is a little cross-promotion from their perspective. Uh, he's, he's pretty good if you care about his MMA skills. Not a great ground fighter. He's got to work on his jiu-jitsu a little bit, but The powerful. man with loyalty as strong as his fists. Yeah, and he does have strong fists. He's a I great shouldn't puncher. say this because he could, he could beat the crap out of me. He looks a lot like Hui Jong in this picture. He does. He does. He's holding his title belt, which is different from Hui Jong, but he does. He does <laughs> similar. Um, yeah, Hui Jong just holds his tail between his legs. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see him on the show. Like he dropped out of college, so he's different educationally than a lot of the other folks. But he might be a not not going to be very recognizable. MMA is not that big of a deal in Korea, but some people here. him or here, and, and we'll see how it goes. He's a strike specialist, a legendary taunter, and it says notes colon not a bad person. Oh, there you go. It's nice that they have oh. to caveat that. Yeah, yeah. So uh, next up is Yoon Taejin, who she is a 30-year-old announcer from Uha Women's University. She is a baseball goddess. This is the baseball one. Uh, her secret yes. weapon is adaptability. If you Google her, there are weird videos on YouTube that are just pictures of her set to music uh, hosting baseball games. It's very strange. But and, that, that suggests that she is popular. Yeah, the Korean baseball goddess with beauty and intelligence. Yeah. So there, there you go. go. There's your new, uh, your new goddess. A dance graduate. One of several dance graduates in the cast. 
Uh, next up is Jung Injik. That is the name. I, I didn't. Uh, I didn't just take up while I was talking. I be- uh, I'll take your word for it. Can't prove it, but I'll take your word for it. So <laughs> Jung Injik is a 26-year-old student, uh, the competitive spirit who pursues faith and justice and the Korean way. And he's uh, a Seoul National University basketball player. Yeah. So he's a PE student, majoring in gym, and plays on the team. So good for him. He's probably tall. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so what does that what does that mean? Like like five eleven? Yeah, I would assume. <laughs> yeah. Big dunker. Uh, yeah, it's so funny to see like all the genius players, and then like seeing them with like people of normal, you know, American height. Like together, they're all the same size because they're all like five foot six. Yeah, it's a pretty small cast. This one sounds like there's going to be a little bit more variety. Yeah. So we've got uh, Choi Seulhua, who is a 24-year-old. She is a ballet teacher and trainer. Went to Kyunghee University. Uh, she is Muscle Mania Miss Bikini Grand Prix winner. Notes, pretty, pretty. <laughs> uh, her tagline, beauty, exclamation point. Personality, exclamation point. Body, exclamation point. The muscle queen with everything, exclamation point. Close uh, quote. That's correct. Uh, so there you go. She is another dance graduate, and I assume that she is strong and looks like she is strong. Uh, yeah, I'm not going to say anything mean about her. No, me neither. I, I sadly did not follow the 2016 Muscle Mania Miss Bikini Grand Prix competition. I'm, I'm not cut up since the 2014 edition, but good. thanks for the spoilers, society game. Come on. All right, let's see if you're ready for this next one. Shin Jaehyuk, he is a 23-year-old model, and he is... The highly competitive and sharp-tongued Kim Gura of the modeling world. <laughs> what does that mean? Does it mean there's a lot of sweaters? Like, what, what, does he host a show where he rides around in a taxi? Uh, I have no idea what to take from that. Uh, He's a diet success story. I guess he used to be fat. He looks skinny now. Good for him. Um, he was also on Korea's Next Top Model, apparently. Oh, there we go. So he'll be not at all known by anyone on the show. Um, I, I like under education. It says taking time off his university modeling degree. Uh, <laughs> that that sounds like a nice way to put it. I think a university modeling degree is a nice way to take time off. There you go. That would have been my take as well. But okay, okay, Shin, enjoy that time off the modeling degree. Let's see how it goes for you. All right. And next up is Kim Minji. Um, wasn't that the South Park episode with uh, Oprah and Towley and or in the the was there was uh, I I know the Towley episode but I have no idea what no not that it was uh, I don't know anyway um, some someone out there probably knows what I'm talking about this is uh, she's an MMA fighter um, yeah I guess I she goes by. She's MJ, MJ Kim. Kim. Yeah, I think that's what it is. MJ well, Kim. Well, on the, on the video here, uh, she listed as Kim Minji, and then she's M- yeah, MJ Kim here. So she goes by MJ. I, I, I watched some of her fight videos. She's bad. She's not good at it. Um, she's a former kickboxer who is trying to learn jujitsu. Maybe she did some judo or something. But she went to go train with Freddie Roach recently in, in L.A., and she said he had a fat face, which seems like a mean thing to say about somebody when you were talking about them on your Instagram. But, hey, whatever. Uh, another than that Playboy model who took the the nude picture of the woman at the gym in the shower. Oh, that's terrible. It was not this, good. Is, this is not as bad as that, but still, Freddie Roach, he's good. Don't do that. It, 
it does say uh, about MJ Kim, superior hardware, the girl crush fighter with a fiery competitive spirit. There, there you go. Scorching hot temper and her role model, <laughs> Kim Gura. Hey, another Gura fan on this cast. They have a lot of grumps. So, uh, yeah. Our next physical player is Lee Byung-Kwan, who went to the University of California, another English speaker, potentially. And where is he on my page? Oh, Stephen Lee. Here he is. Right? Is this the same guy? There we go. Yep. Goes by Stephen. The unexpected charisma to overwhelm others with his sharp gaze. Yeah, University of California, Riverside Management, and Yonsei University Management Masters. Yeah, so uh, he is self-proclaimed beast, specialized in social skills and stamina, personality, colon, flawless. <laughs> that's, I guess that's a self-judgment, so good for him. Not flawless much. personality. That's right. I think that's a fatality quote, but he'll go with it. Uh, all right. Well, he seems boring. Next up is Pharaoh, who is a rapper. Um, yeah, and I exceptional think eye. So I, think I don't he's know. One of the better known people in the cast is my take. Seems like he's sort of the, the young Sangman of the group. Rapper with a strong mentality who doesn't know how to quit. Okay. That, that might management graduate. That, yeah, that might be a problem for him when he does eventually need to quit in his career. But for now. <laughs> Hopefully it works out. He likes relationships based on trust. So that's very distinguishing. No one else has that. Yeah. All right. You want to go to Lim Dong Hwan? His name almost makes him familiar. It's like a portmanteau of every different genius contestant ever. (laughs) Specs, looks, manners, and wit. The true cool guy who has everything. Yeah, definitely the best bio. Also, He, he he does look like a cool guy. And he so, has everything. He has all the names, and they just put together. He's a cool know. guy contest finalist. <laughs> 2014 cool guy contest finalist. Who's the winner? Why isn't the winner on Society Game? <laughs> well, the winner's obviously on Sangman Show. <laughs> That's right. The winner is Sangman. It's Sangman. <laughs> it's just Sangman. <laughs> Sangman was like, sorry, I can't do it, but here's another finalist. <laughs> Why don't you just take his, this guy? His cast wish list is girl group. So I don't know what that means, but um, I guess he wants to be in a group with all the ladies. I, I guess so. Or someone who, like a girl who's in one of those singing groups. You go, Lim Donghuan. So those are the physical players. And type three are uncharacterized. And we'll start with Han Byul. That's right. The leader of the, uh, the rando table at a wedding here in the uncategorized group. Yeah, you, you have one of those at your wedding, the rando table? Well, I'm sure we will. I haven't made yeah. the table list yet, but it, it'll happen. Yeah. When are you guys getting married? May. Oh, and uh, how many uh, people are flying in from Korea for your wedding? <laughs> i got to talk to Jinho still and see what his schedule <laughs> is. But I'll take it from there. My sister's getting married in February. She sent out like one of those uh, online uh, surveys to check everyone's availability to figure out what date they should get married. So um, That's a nice luxury to have. That it's not just pick whatever venue is available on whatever date, but good for her. Yeah. Well, she, first she was going to do it on uh, a date that I like have been booked for a long time for a, for a big show. So I was like, well, if you want me there, you won't pick that date because I won't be there. So then we got the like survey monkey or whatever. So, okay. so loving family. 
It is a loving family. It's a wonderful family. Terrific. Tremendous family. The best. <laughs> no losers in this family. <laughs> well, I didn't say that. Uh, <laughs> Hanbuel is fluent in four languages. Uh, sorry, it says, and I should read this as it's written. Fluent in four languages, the unpredictable four-dimensional brain. That's right. Two exclamation points in those two sentences. Speaking of this four-dimensional brain, he is a University of Queensland <laughs> dentistry dropout. <laughs> Oh, another guy. All right, so another guy who speaks English, or maybe he doesn't. Dropped out. <laughs> yeah, Mike, that would explain it. What? Wait, what's going on here? What do you? What the hell are you guys talking about? In English? Why would you do that? Uh, Queensland, so, though, beautiful place. It when does say in the video, though, uh, blood type A A A. I don't. It's not a thing, though. It's not a blood type. It's not a thing. Automobile association. <laughs> what? what? Yeah. All right. A lot. Of- a lot of school dropouts in Society Game. It's starting to feel more and more like Big Brother the more we read about it. I mean, Endemol makes it, so that would, that would make sense. Yeah. All right. Well, I, I actually kind of expect big things from Hanbuel for, like, the two episodes he's on the show. <laughs> he's on, on the older side, 27. Okay. Now, this next guy is, like, one of the very few people who stood out to me from the little preview videos that Bumdy posted. This is Hong Sayuk. He is a doctor and a rapper. He's 30 years old. A strategic mind. The doctor rapper who does soul and hip-hop. He uh, he released an album this year using the stage name D-Hong. That's, I mean, all right. That's not a great stage name. I feel like... I don't know. I'm not not great on that. There's another. There's a real rapper in the cast, so it'll be interesting to compare what that does for his ego. But he's a he's a PhD student at the medical school. Well, in the video, they were like, he was like, you got to rap for us, and he rapped, and they were all like, uh. So I don't think he's a good rapper. <laughs> he's also a plastic surgery resident, which means he's very smart because it's a very competitive residency. At least, if, I'm sure it's similar in Korea because. There's even more plastic surgery in Korea than in the U.S. So, so smart maybe, maybe he's a society game Dr. Will. Yeah, it could be. Could be. He's a doctor rapper, which is a great description for anybody. All right. So next up we have uh, Huang Insun, who's a – she's a 30-year-old singer from Sung Kyung Kwan University. She is the icon of survival. Her nickname is Auntie Huang. Yeah, I don't know what to make of that. She's not old enough to be an aunt. She's 30. Well, she could be an aunt. She's another Why dance graduate. Be an aunt? Yeah. You could, you could be born an aunt or uncle. That's how aunt and uncle ship works. That's true. That's true. Good point. Icon have- of survival, the ultimate lovable survivor, Auntie Huang. Uh, that suggests to me that she really would have rather been on Survivor. But I thought the, the ultimate survivor. lovable survivor was Stephen Fishback. That's right. I don't know how they That guy talk. who just can't get anything right. You got to love him. Wah, wah. <laughs> Uh, she not only is she a dance graduate, she's also a dance master's graduate. So she's the best dancer in the cast. All right. Uh, next up is Hyun Kyunggul. Are these names getting harder for me, or like, th- am I just imagining this? They're, we're losing Hyun vowels. Kyung- the further Kyung- down the list you get, the fewer vowels are available. <laughs> Hyun Kyunggul. Uh, we'll we'll hear that it pronounced soon. That was close. Another another businessman. He's a startup director. Yeah, uh, freely controls emotions, and his role model is Kim Kyungran. Hey, I like, Ooh, I like he, this guy. He actually looks a little bit like Kyungran, and he has a K name, so maybe they're friends. Uh, Tenacious <laughs> man with a perceptive intuition and strong competitive spirit. What does that tell you about Hyun Kyungryul? It just reminds me of Tenacious D, and I, I miss them. So. Is it Gruul? Kyungryul. Tenacious D, yeah. Uh, I don't know. They had one good album, and then they should have stopped. Uh, okay, that's fair. I can I can live with that. 
despite the pain it's causing me. Uh, so he's a computer science PhD. Another would really have a, a good tenacious D album or another genius. Uh, I won't say season. That's too easy. Tenacious D episode or another good genius episode. One episode. One, no, I'd rather have the album than one no, episode. The episode. Yep. I believe that's everybody. That's the whole cast. So uh, there will be a quiz. Everybody get out a piece of paper and a pen. Um, all right. Which contestant is the highly competitive and sharp-tongued Kim Gura of the modeling world? Oh, there's no way we can do that. Did, did we do Pharaoh? Did we do the rapper? I feel like we, yeah, we did. Yeah. We did? Okay. I Of all these people, he looks the most interesting to me because he has an actual degree. He'll be very recognizable. And since he's a rapper, I don't think people will expect that he's like a brilliant person. But they'll... They'll probably be willing to work with him. So I think he's probably in a good spot to start off. It's like the opposite of you. That's right. There's no reason anyone would want to work with me. So people good. think you are smart, and then you disappoint them. And then I disprove it immediately. So, uh, <laughs> um, so I mean, that, that's our contestants list. We don't know much about them, clearly. I don't remember any of them. Yeah. I'd say we're excited for the show. Excited to see how this goes. Um, but we've got some learning to do. I don't know when Bumdi will put this out. It already aired. So the first episode has already aired. Do we? Uh, do any of hey? Do, do any of you guys out there? Uh, do any of you have the ability to make us like a cheat sheet? If so, that'd be great. Uh, it pays nothing. This job. Uh, but there, uh, who? Who? Uh, uh, who did that for us last time? Angie Kant's made the genius. Yeah, Angie. Yeah, yeah, Angie. Oh, Angie, we love you, Angie. She's um, very nice. Um. And that was not meant to be a Borat voice. She just is a very nice person. Um, very nice. <laughs> I was not going for that. Uh, but yeah, if somebody ends up I, she, that would be great. It would. Uh, I would be very happy about it. It would be very nice. Uh, and it'll probably help us all understand the show a little bit better. But I think we can expect the first episode to drop second half of this week. And so hopefully this is a nice preview leading into it showing up on Bumdi's blog and somewhere on a hidden Daily Motion channel somewhere. Yeah, so when that happens, uh, I expect we'll at least be doing the first episode, right? Yeah, let's do it. I'm looking forward it also, to seeing it. It also looks like there's going to be a key of rebellion on the show. I have no idea what that means. and I, won't I don't know either, but Bumdi posted a, a poll. Uh, what term should I use? Key of, should it be revolt, rebellion, or revolution? Oh, I would have gone with revolution probably. I voted for rebellion, and that's winning. So, yeah. All right. Get cool. your vote in now. All right, well, I'd say with that, we will wrap it up, and we will talk oh, you to you. Oh, you have no, uh, no Survivor, Big Brother, Australian Survivor uh, thoughts? i gotta, I got to hit the road here. But okay. I, when we do episode one, we can, at that point, be pretty close to the end of Australian Survivor after 84 episodes. We can I was going to say, I think the going. correct answer is that, no, we don't have any thoughts about Big Brother or Australian Survivor. <laughs> I'm, I'm low on thoughts on both. I have not been watching OTT, and I have been watching some of Australian Survivor. I'm caught up, but I skipped a lot. I, um, yeah, the two episodes that dropped this week, I was so, so grateful. I skipped to the end of each one to see who got voted out. And, uh, I'm really glad I did because the first one, nobody got voted out. There you go. But there were like eight reward challenges. In one episode? Uh, there were at least two reward challenges with no vote out. Uh. Yeah. So. All right. Well, with that, I'd say let's, we can wrap it up for now. Looking forward to seeing Society Game and looking forward to talking to folks about it. All right. Again, uh, follow me on Twitter. Uh, at uh, what's my handle now? Scott does magic. It has changed. At Scott does magic. Uh, Mike is at Michael Botta. That's B O T T A. Thank you so much for listening. We'll talk to you again. Fighting.